really cool room. So, and who, who thinks they have a cool room like at their house? Who think they have their room? They maybe done it the way they want it. It's pretty cool. Guys, do you think you guys have cool rooms? Do you guys like the rooms you have? Kind of back row guys, guys not listening. Do you guys think you have cool rooms, great rooms at your house? Do you guys like the room you have? All right, all right we're going to play a game. Uh, here's the game. This is really easy stuff. Uh, I'm going to start off really simple, and I just want, if this applies to you, I want you to keep your hand up, and if it doesn't apply to you, then I want you to put your hands down. So this is really, we're going to start really easy, so everyone's going to get to play, so it's going to be tons of fun. So if in your bedroom, so this is your bedroom at home, if in your bedroom you have a ceiling in your bedroom, I want you to raise your hand. All right, everyone's, everyone's playing, everybody has a ceiling in their room, this is like, makes boys in the back, hey, 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 over here, pay attention, raise your hand, come on, hey, hey, over here, pay attention, uh, if you have a ceiling in your room, just raise your hand, okay, all right, here's the next one, all right, this is, this is a good one, uh, keep your hands up, keep your hands up, and I'm going to say something else, and if it applies to you, keep your hands up, and if it doesn't apply to you, put your hands down. So in, when I was a kid growing up, I had a really small bed, uh, like a little like kind of like single bed. It was really small. But then when I got older, I got like a bigger bed, like a full or a queen, or I have a huge California king-size bed now. So if in your room you have a bigger bed than a smaller bed, like it's, it's bigger, like you can reach your arms across and not go over the edge, like it's a really big bed. If you have a really big bed in your house, keep your hands up. People with small beds, you're going to put your hands down. So all right, everyone, in this, everyone raising their hand right now has a really... It's a big bed in their room, okay? Is it cool having a big bed in your room? You guys like that? Yeah, it's good. Hey, big bed people, you guys like that? It's good? Oh, all right, here's another one. All right, this is, this is easy. Uh, for some of you in your rooms, you have a really big bed, but having a really big bed, you know, is, is great, but you know what's also great? If you have a TV in your room. When I was a kid, I got a TV in my room finally, okay? So if you have a TV in your room, don't worry about what it's connected to or anything right now. Just if you have a TV in your room, just raise your hand. You have a television in your room? And you have a big bed, you have a big bed and a TV. You have a big bed and a TV in your room? You do? Yeah, there's a good deal. All right, you have a big bed and a TV? All right. Well, having a TV is great, but if you don't have stuff connected to it, then it's just kind of a box. So if you have uh, Apple TV or an Xbox or a PS3 or a Wii, or you have something connected to your TV in your room, but you also have a big bed and you also have a ceiling, so you have to have a ceiling, a big bed, you have to have a TV, and you have to have something connected to your TV, then that's you. So that's you. You have all those things in your room. It's awesome. You have those things in your room, big bed, TV, and the whole thing. You have all this stuff. You have this stuff. You have a pretty great room, apparently. Okay. All right. Well, here's the thing. Uh, when I was growing up, I always thought it was great living on the second floor, so I think living on the second floor is cool. So if you are one of the people that have the big bed and the ceiling and the TV and you have something connected to your TV and you're living on the second floor, keep your hands up. You're living on the second floor. You're living on the first floor. You're living on the second floor. You live on the second floor. You live on the second floor and you have all that cool stuff. All right, all right. Well, here's the, here's, this is what I think really separates a cool room. If you have a closet that you can walk into, like it's not just something you open and it's like all the clothes, like you get to walk in and it's like its own little room. Like I think that's incredible. You have a walk-in. Dude, does he really have a walk-in closet? Do you really? But you don't have all that other stuff, so it doesn't count with you. You have those things? You have those things? You have that stuff? You have that stuff? You do? All right, hey, Troy, give me up a microphone. Run me up a microphone. All right, hey, young lady, you're going to come up on stage. You're going to come up here. You're going to come up here. Uh, you're going to come up here. Come on, come on, come on, come on. All right, so this is the thing. 
having a killer room, I like having a killer room. Uh, I had one when I was growing up. And you might be thinking, man, I wish I had a killer room too. But let's find out what makes these guys' rooms like so just insanely killer. So here's my question to you. You guys can move closer. Come on, move closer. I'm about to fall off the edge here. All right, so here's my question. What do you have in your room? What about your room makes your room unique and awesome? Maybe something that's really special, maybe no one else has in their room that makes your room so killer. What's your name? Alyssa, where do you go to school? Gosh, that sounds like a great school. What makes your room so killer? What do you have in your room that makes it awesome? Well, what is it? Like the one thing that it's like, my room's killer, and this is the reason why. What do you have? Nothing? You don't know? Okay. What do you have? What do you have in your room that it's like, no one else has this probably. This is what makes my room awesome. You don't know either? Perfect. I obviously called up killer people. So you have all these medals in your room, and it's just incredible stuff. What school do you go to? Oh, you're the man. Anyone else go to Lakeside? Lakeside's great. All right, what do you have? What do you have in your room that makes your room totally killer? It smells good. It smells good? How do you make it smell good? I have a wood bunk bed, so. Did you share the room with anyone? No. You have a bunk bed by yourself? Yeah. That is pretty awesome. All right, you guys go take a seat. All right, what else? Does anyone else have something in their room that's like, man, this makes my room amazing? What do you have? I have You have two guitars and a bass in your room. What do you have in your room that makes it amazing? A blanket, and it's like a beautiful blanket with like rainbows and unicorns and rainbows and whatnot. What do you have in your room that makes it awesome? What was it? Oh, yeah. Old records. You have old old records and a drum set in your room? Oh, I don't want to hear about it. Here we go, Matt. What do you have in your room that's amazing? You have a two-seater reclining couch in your room, in your bedroom? I don't even have that in my bedroom. I'm an adult. I don't even have that. That's awesome. That's amazing. All right, all right. All right, so... Did anyone hear anything? Maybe you're one of the, I didn't raise my hand for a long time people. You had to put your hand down because it's like, I don't have a TV in my room. Like, I wish I had a TV in my room. Did anyone, like, don't have a TV in the room? And they wish was like, I wish I had a TV in my room. And you're kind of like, that's not fair. Or you hear this guy talking about a recliner, and it's like, wait, they have a recliner. Why don't I have a recliner? This isn't the two-seater recliner. Thank you. And it's like, why don't I have a two-seater recliner in my room? Like, I want that. That's not, who would want a two-seater recliner in your room? Maybe we go to this house and we'll take it and we'll give it away next week. All right, here's the thing. When I was, uh, I, I'm going to get right into this. When I was in junior high, uh, and, uh, well, I w- well, actually I wasn't in junior, when, before I was in junior high, when I was a kid, uh, I was uh, seven years old. I was a really bad I was a really bad son. I was terrible when I was seven years old. Now, you might think, well, that sounds crazy, Justin. You're such a great guy. How are you crazy and bad at, te- at you know, seven years old? Well, I'm going to tell you why, okay? When I was seven years old, uh, my, it was right after my parents got divorced, so my dad was gone, which is me and my mom, and we were, you know, walking around, and I saw this kid with this pair of Nikes on. Now, here's the thing. I really, really, you guys don't understand how much I really wanted these Nikes, but, and the reality was I wasn't going to get them because we didn't have the money to get them, but I was giving my mom a really hard time about it, and you know, parents, you, you know, parents are awesome. You guys all have great parents, because parents, if you know, you have a great parent, which all of you do, a parent wants the best for their kids. That's what parents usually want. Parents want the best for their kids, and my mom wanted the best for me and wanted to give me everything she could. Sadly, though, we couldn't afford to get these Nikes, but I was a really bad kid. I was really, you know, obnoxious and mean and rude, and I was like, Mom, come on, you know, if you really loved me, you'd get me this thing, and Mom, why aren't you just, and I was really, really hard on her, okay, and this is the reason why, because I looked at what this other kid had, and I was like, man, I want what this kid has, like, I want to be, like, like this kid, and I think that I should be able to, and I was really hard on my mom, even though she loved me, even though she cared for me, I wanted 
this stuff. And it wasn't because, like, I, wa- I didn't put the idea in my head that I wanted it. I saw what someone else had, and I'm like, I want what they have. All I was doing was comparing what I had to what someone else had. You know, I remember, uh, you know, my mom, and, you know, this is so gnarly, uh, she would always, you know, tell me that, you know, I, you know, I'm the best. Like, she would always tell me, like, I'm the best at everything. Now, does anyone else grow up in a single, like, they're the only child in their home? Anyone the only child? You're an only child? You're an only child? Are you really? Any boys, only child? You're an only child? Are you an only child? Are you guys talking about if you're only children? Are you the only child? You're, well, no, but she's alive, though, so that doesn't count. You're not an only child if she's alive somewhere. Are you the only child? I thought you had a sibling. Don't you have a sibling? But you have a living sibling, right? Yes, yeah, so you're not an only child. Okay, so that doesn't matter. So you've got to be the only living child in your house, like, period. And I was the only living child. So my mom would always tell me, she'd always be like, Justin, she's like, you're, you're just so great at everything. And here's the thing, and if you ever talk to my wife, Here's the thing about only children, because if, they're, if they don't have someone to kind of spread that around with, they kind of give it all to the, this one, the one kid, and Brittany is really paying the price for that, because I look at her, and I'm like, babe, I'm like, I'm, I'm awesome, and she's like, no, you're not awesome. I'm like, wait, what? No, my mom told, she's like, your mom lied to you. Like, Why would mom lie to me? You know, my mom would tell me, she would tell me I'm awesome at everything, and you know, even, even singing. Have you guys, are you guys, any of you guys good singers? Some of you, all right, all right, are any of you guys, now listen, are any of you guys like bad singers and you're willing to admit it, like you know you're not a good singer? All right, so my mom would always tell me, she would say, Justin, you are an incredible singer, don't listen to what anyone else says, you are so good at singing and you should just kind of keep doing it for, and you know, and when I'd come home and say, well mom, you know, I was in chorus class today, I was singing. And the teacher told me I wasn't that good of a singer. Now, imagine your teacher telling you that. But, uh, Mom, the teacher told me I'm not that good of a singer. And she just looks at me. She's like, she's a liar. Don't listen, don't listen to her. You're a great singer. And, you know, I, so I would grow up thinking I'm a really good singer. I'd you know, try and sing all the time. And, you know, even when I was dating, I'd be dating these girls. And, you know, we'd go to church together and I'd sing or whatever. And, and she'd look at me. This girl would look at me that I'm dating. And she'd be like, Justin, you're, you're not a good singer. Like, you shouldn't. You shouldn't sing. And I go home and I tell my mom and be like, Mom, you know, I know you've been telling me I'm a really good singer, but like this girl I'm dating, you know, she tells me that I'm not a good singer. And she'd look at me straight in the face. She'd be like, it's time to dump her because she's a liar. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Like it was really, now listen, I'm, I actually, because I care about you guys, because, you know, I want to be honest with you. I want to give you guys the opportunity. I want you guys to judge for yourself if I'm a good singer or not. I came in early. I was hanging out with the worship band. Here's just a very small clip of me singing. I want you guys to enjoy this. And you guys tell me, are the music ready? Are the speakers on? Here you go. Yeah, I messed up the words there at the end. Listen, I think I'm a beautiful singer. I really do. What do you guys think? Do you guys think I'm a beautiful singer? Do you guys have what it takes? All right? My mom would call you all liars. She would all say you're lying. Because I am not, and that's, I'm not a good singer. And that, that listen, that wasn't good. That was, that was terrible. That was terrible. That was terrible. You cannot tell me it was good. That was terrible. I know you're trying to be nice to me. I know you're trying to be sweet to me. That wasn't good at all. But here's the thing. If you are always getting in like, man, you're great and you deserve and you have and all this stuff, it sometimes changes the way you think. And this is the result of that change in the way you think. This is the result of that. You start to fall into a pattern where all you're doing because you think like you got all this, all you fall into a pattern is, is a pattern of comparing. 
you fall into a pattern of comparing. And now this is the thing. It's not, it's not because you're a, a, a bad kid. It's not because you're doing something. It's because you have been raised up to somewhat think that, you know, the stuff you have is, is great. But man, the stuff other people have, that stuff's awesome. You know, it happens, it literally happens all the time. It happens at every single level. You'll be kind of living life, and things will be great, but then you'll look, and you'll see what someone else has, and you'll be like, wait, hold on a second. I think, like, I should have what that other person, I remember when, like what I was saying, when I was seven years old, and I wanted these things, I didn't want the Nikes because, you know, I just love Nike. I love the Nikes because I saw this other kid with them, and I'm like, I want the Nike. Like, I want to have what that kid has. And you know, I remember sharing a story a couple uh, weeks ago. I don't know if you guys remember this or not. I was telling a story about this kid who was also probably seven to eight years old that I saw at the Apple store. The kid who was like, I want this iPhone, and he looked at his mom, and he was like, it'd be better off if I was... Unless I get this iPhone. And that was a real thing. And he's like, and it's not because he just really wants that. It's because he's looking around and he's seeing what other people have. And he is not just assessing it. He's not thinking about it with a straight mind. He's not just processing or praying through. He just simply looks and he compares what other people have to what he has. And he wants, what the grass is always greener. You might not know what that means, but I'm explaining it to you. The life you have, while good as it may be, there's always someone that has something better, something nicer, something newer, something bigger, something that works faster, is shinier, runs, you know, and just everyone wants it, or is more popular or more expensive. There's always going to be, there's always going to be a bigger house. There's always going to be a bigger game room. There's always going to be a bigger TV. A room's always going to be cooler. You guys were like, why did we do that thing at the beginning? This is why. Because I know as you were sitting here and people are putting their hands down, the people who put their hands down are looking around like, Wait, why do they have a TV in their room and I don't have a TV? I'm going to talk to my parents about this. If they have a TV, I want a TV. And it's not because you really want a TV. You probably didn't even think about having a TV in your room before you came to church today. But now you're leaving thinking, wait, hold on a second. If other people have this, why can't I have it? And it's not because it's how you really feel. It's because you have now compared yourself to someone else, decided that someone else has something better or different than what you have, and you want what they have, and you think you should get it as soon as possible. Now, here's the thing. Comparison is deadly. Comparison is deadly. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. I want you to share it with your parents. Because comparison is deadly. Because here's the thing. Once you start comparing, you can never stop. There's no end to comparison. Once you start comparing, unless you consciously think about how to end the cycle of comparison, you will never end it by yourself. There will always be a next person to compare to. There will always be someone else who has something better. There will always be someone else who has something newer. There's never, once you start comparing, there is never an end to it. Because you can always compare to someone else. You know, here's the thing, and I want to I kind of paint it at, at like a high level, and then I want to go down from there. Let's start at the highest level. Let's start at God's level, okay? Highest level of them all. So the very beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The thing, everything was awesome at the very beginning. But a little bit before that, and it talks about it a little bit in Daniel, a little bit in some other parts of the Bible, it talks about a guy named Satan, okay? So I want to explain this. Satan was living in heaven. He was an angel living in heaven, living with God, doing stuff. And one day, he opened his eyes, and he's like, you know what? And he started to compare to God. You know what? I think 
I can do what God's doing better than the ways God's doing it. Why does God get all the power? Why does God get to create stuff and do stuff? Why is God in charge? Maybe I should be in charge. Maybe I should do what I think I should do, and I should be the one who has the power to do it. And he started comparing himself to God, which eventually led to anger, which led to pride, which led to him getting rebelling against God and getting booted out of heaven. Now think about that. Think about that progression. You compare and you're like, why can't I do what they're, why can't I have what they have? Why can't I be what they are? And you start to compare and that comparing leads to anger. Because here's the thing, you can compare yourselves to other students all you want. You will never be them. It's not possible. You will never have what they have. You will never be them. They are them. They're the best version of them and you're the best version of you. But Satan didn't get that. He thought, man, I should just compare to God, and I can do what God's doing, so I want to be like him and have the power he has, which leads to anger, because you'll get frustrated, and if you've compared yourself to someone else before, which I do this literally all the time, and I'm going to be very honest with you in a couple minutes about it, if you've compared yourself to someone else, you know that it's an unending cycle, and you know that it leads to anger, because you're like, you know what, this is ridiculous, why can't I have what they have, this is absurd, I should be able to, it's me, 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 and it's all me focused, and that anger, it gives birth to pride, because you think, you know what? I deserve to have this. So comparison leads to anger, which leads to pride. So if you're taking notes, you're going to write all this down. It leads to pride. And pride is, I am better. I should have. It is me. And then once you give birth to pride and you really live that, every decision you make isn't built on who Jesus is or who God is or what God's done in your life or, or who you are, what your identity is as a person. It's not built on any of those things. It's built solely on me, 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 and I, I, I. So let me paint it a step lower. We're going to talk about me for, for a second, okay? So being a pastor, talk to any of the staff. Being a pastor, you know, even, even in a large church, sometimes we compare to other churches. It's, actually, it's totally toxic. It totally messes people up. And I can look at junior high and be like, you know what? We have a really, we have great JHM. Your JHM's awesome. We got t-shirts for our life groups. We got tons of life groups everywhere. We're going to camps. We have incredible leaders. Look at these leaders. We got Tyler over here. We got Alyssa over here. We got uh, you know, all these other leaders, new leaders who are checking out. Aren't you a new leader checking things out? Isn't there another girl with blonde hair? You're right over there. See, there's new leaders checking out junior high because junior high is awesome. And it's easy to look and be like, man, Junior high is really, really great. Oh, yeah, yeah, Mrs. Toffoli. Uh, it's really easy to check out junior high and be like, oh, my gosh, this is so great. But here's the thing. There are other youth ministries, junior high ministries, that are bigger than this junior high ministry. Right? Like other ones in the country where on a Sunday morning they have like, you know, hundred, thousands of kids like sitting in a room, not just, you know, a hundred kids. Like there are ministries that are bigger. So it's very easy for me sometimes to say, well, why is that church bigger? Why is their ministry bigger? Why, you know, look at, they're, you know, they're doing, look at all the kids there. They all bring their Bibles to church. What, what am I doing that I can't get my kids to bring their Bibles to church? What, what, why am I failing? Why can't I be more like that pastor who gets their kids to bring their Bibles to church? How am I missing? What am I doing wrong? And that starts a cycle of anger because I start to get angry. Well, man, maybe it's my staff. My staff should just be doing something. Or my leaders need to be doing something different. Or my students, they just don't get it. And, and, then, and, then, I get, and then I get prideful. You know what? I, I deserve better than this. You know, I deserve to be at a better church where kids bring their Bibles. And then I get angry. And then every decision I make after that, because it's given birth to pride and me, 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 every decision I make after that is not built on who is Jesus. 
What's God doing in my life? What's God doing in the ministry? What's God doing in the life of students, in the life of life groups, in the life of my staff? Every decision I make is built out of anger and out of pride. Okay, so there's that level. Let's go a level deeper. Let's talk about you guys now. Let's talk about you guys. I know you guys never compare, right? So this maybe it makes sense to only one of you. Maybe it makes sense to more of you. So let's go a step, a step lower. So you as a son, okay, or a daughter, you, you know, get you know, home from school, and you're talking to your parents, and, and it's like, you know, mom, dad, you know, Jimmy or, you know, Allison down the road, they just got a new iPhone 6. You know, their parents are taking them on a vacation. Why don't we go on? They're going to, you know, Europe on a vacation over spring break. Why aren't we going to Europe on vacation over spring break? Dad, mom, why aren't you taking, why aren't we going to Hawaii? Why aren't we, well, look at, look at the rags I'm wearing. Look at the clothes I'm wearing. Look at what, they, they have all this nice, why are you making, I have a scuff mark on one of my shoes. How do you expect me to go out in public in these rags? People are going to make fun of me. No one's going to be my friend. There is a scuff mark on my shoe. I need new shoes. How could you let this happen, mom and dad? And you compare, listen, compare to other students and what they have, and you're only looking at possessions. So when that happens, it kind of gives birth to anger because you start to get upset. You're like, you know what? Mom, dad, if you really loved me, and this is, hey, if anyone's ever said this to their parent, because I've totally said this to my mom, you guys should apologize after church. You guys look at it and you're like, you know what, mom, dad, if you really loved me, you'd get me what I want. And you've just given birth to a little pride baby. Look at it. It's cute, little pride baby. Oh, oh, you bit me. What's the, because you know what? Pride always bites back. Just like a little bit always bites back. Because in that moment, you've given birth to pride. So now you as a son, as a daughter, when you look at your parents, when you talk to them, you're not talking to them out of a place of, of who Jesus is or what God's done in your life or has done in your parents' life or done in your family. You're not making a decision of who you are and what God's made you to be. You're making a decision based on pride and out of anger and out of comparison. All right, let's talk about you as a student. Let's just, let's just really get down low, okay? Do you go to school every day? Who studies? Who studies more like an hour a day? Do you guys study more than I? Oh, my gosh. You know what? I'll, I'll tell you a quick, uh, this is 30 seconds or less. So I woke up today. I'm in bed with Britt. I woke up, and, and I was mad at her. I was really angry at her. Like, immediately, I was mad. And she looks at me. She's like, babe, she's like, why aren't you, you know, why aren't you, know, you being nice to me? And I'm like, I'm just so mad at you. This is immediately when I wake up. I'm just so mad at you. And she's like, why are you mad at me? I'm like, I don't want to take this class anymore. She's like, what? I'm like, yeah, I don't want to take this class anymore. I don't like being in school. I don't like taking tests. She's like, what are you talking about? And I start to think about what I'm talking about. And I realize I just, I woke up from a dream and I thought the dream was real. Because in this dream, she made me go to school with her and they were giving me a test and I failed the test. And I was really mad about it. And I woke up and I was still like, ever wake up and you're still kind of in your dream? You're like, oh, wait, I don't know if this is real or this is fake. And, and I was in that place, so I was like really mean. And, I then, and then she realized, like, I think you had a dream and I think you're talking like a crazy person. I'm like, I think you're right. I am talking like a crazy person. So then I woke up and I had some steak for breakfast. It was delicious. But I digress. So you know, if you study more than an hour, who studies more than two hours a, a day? You study more than two hours a day? But three hours a day. Anyone study three hours a day? You don't study three hours a day. There's no way you study three hours. Do you really study three hours a day? Two hours a day? Three hours a day? Three hours a day? Four hours a day? There's no way anyone studies four hours a day. You study four hours? You study four hours? Three, three and a half? You study four hours a day? That's because you have straight A's. Okay, here's the thing. How many hours a day do you study? Five hours a day? That's, that's craziness, man. All right, here's the thing. Imagine, imagine you or the guy over here. What's your name in the glasses? What's your name? What's your name? You know, no, what's your really name? What's your name? I really need it. I'm in the middle of a lesson. What's your name? What is it? 
Jeremy? Okay, Jeremy. All right, Jeremy, here's the deal, Jeremy. I'm going to use you as an example. Imagine you're in school, and you have worked really hard this whole year to get these really good grades, okay? But you find out that you actually are ranked number two and not number one. And the person who's ranked number one, no, th seriously, seriously, instead of the, and the person who's ranked number one, they're just like, whatever, I don't care. And they barely ever study. They, they're just kind of naturally a genius, like, you know, Einstein and whatever. So they barely ever study, and you're like studying all the time and working really hard, and they're like, whatever, I don't really care that much. And you're like, this is ridiculous. Why are they ranked number one, and I'm ranked number two? And maybe, but listen, for everyone in the room, listen, think about this. You take a test, or you write a paper, you work really hard on it, and then you, you know, get your grade, and you're like, I should have got a better grade. I worked really hard. And the kid who got, and this happens all the time, the kid who got a better grade than you, they could have cared less. They're like, they're like, oh, yeah, I kind of just did this in five minutes. Or like, I studied as I was walking into class. And like, I, and then I got an A. It's so weird. And it's like, I studied for seven hours, and I got a B. Like, what is going on here? And you get angry because you compare. And you say, you know what? If they're getting an A, I should get an A. And you know what that comparison, like of grades, like even in that moment, it gives birth to anger because you're like, man, I'm so mad. I should have, look how hard I worked. Look at what I did. Look at me. And then that anger gives birth to pride because you know what? I'm smarter than this. People should recognize how much time I study, how much work. I, people should know and give me attention for all the great things I've been doing. And that little pride baby, you're the whole, oh, little pride baby, little cute, and it bites you. Because listen, pride always will bite back and it'll hurt. And then because pride has been born in your life, you are now making your decisions not off of who Jesus is, not off of what God has done in your life or doing in the lives of students or other families or your teachers. You're making decisions. Listen up. Hey, if you miss this, you miss everything. Making decisions based on all this other stuff. And it's not good. Here's the benefit. Paul has something to say about this. A guy named Paul wrote a, Bible, a book in the Bible called Galatians. And this is what he says in Galatians chapter uh, 6, starting with verse number 4, I believe. Are we ready for this? Here it is. On the screen, verse number, Galatians, the very first one, this is what it says. If anyone thinks they are something which they are not, they deceive themselves. So the person who's comparing, and listen, we all do it. I, you heard me say, I do it. I do it. We all do it. You compare the person who thinks they are something when they're not deceives themselves. Each one of you should test their own actions. Why are you doing what you're doing? Because here's the question. Listen, if you're taking actions or making decisions, not out of who Jesus is, not out of what God's doing in your life, not out of what God's doing in the life of other people, if you're making decisions out of comparison, anger, and pride, well, you shouldn't be doing that. You're, you're, you're wrong. And this is what he says. Then they can take pride in themselves alone that what they've done, they've done for themselves. Like they've done, they haven't compared to others. They haven't gotten angry and, and then got, fall into pride and everything's a mess. They've actually, they've looked at what Jesus wants. They looked at what God's doing in their life and the life of others. And they, then they can be happy and take pride in the fact like, listen, I did this on my own. This was me. Without comparing themselves to someone else. For each one should carry their own load. So let's, let's I really want to hit hit that verse, that second part of that verse. Let's just really hit that. Each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without... Oh, that was so weak. All right, we got to try this again. Oh, here we go. Each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without... Ah, that was so good. Themselves to someone else. 
For each one should carry their own. This is what he's saying. This is what Paul is saying to a really young church. I want you to hear this. Okay? This is important. This really young church that's figuring out how to do church, kind of like the way we in junior high, we're figuring out how to do church. We're in life groups, and if you're not in a life group, you should get in a life group. Life groups are important. So, And they're living life with other people. They're in life groups. It's great. And they're learning how to do church, and they're worshiping God, and they're learning about God. And this is what Paul says in this moment. He's saying, listen, listen. If you are wasting your life comparing yourselves to other people, it is foolishness. You'll do it forever, and you'll get nothing from it. If you, though are saying, you know what, I'm going to do this on my own. I'm going to carry my own load, and I'm not going to fall into what everyone else falls into, which is comparing themselves to other people. Well, you might say, well, how do you do this, Justin? This sounds confusing. I'm sure you've all written down Galatians 6, 3 through 5. You're going to read that when you get home tonight. You might say, Justin, how do you do this? What does God give me in order to help make this a reality? This is so good. This is out of one of my favorite books in the Bible, the book of Amos. He was a minor prophet in a, na in a nation called Israel. This is awesome. This is all back. This is way back in the past. And this is what it says in Amos. Uh, and I want to read this, and I want to kind of explain what's going on here, okay? Amos chapter 7, write this down, talk to your parents. You're going to be able to impress your parents with something you learned, which is incredible. This is what he said. This is what he showed me. This was Amos talking. The Lord was standing by a wall that had been built true to plumb. You don't know what that is, but I'm going to explain this. You guys are going to be geniuses before you leave with a plumb line in his hand. And the Lord asked me, what do you see, Amos? A plumb line, I replied. Then the Lord said, look, look, listen, look. I am setting a plumb line among my people, Israel. I will spare them no longer. So let me explain what's happening. People are messing up everywhere. Now listen, if you think about yourself, and we're talking about comparing, if you think about yourself, some of you have become obsessed with comparing. We're in a series called Obsessed. You might not know that because I didn't say it before. You have, might have become obsessed with comparing yourself to others. That person's smarter than me. That person has better stuff than me. Mom and dad, if you loved me, you'd let me get these things. Me, 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 and then who I am, and blah, 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 and all these other things. And what you forget about, who's Jesus in all of this? What's God doing in your life? Not, not someone else's life. Because that's just more comparing. Who has more Bible verses memorized? Who goes to church more? Who's in the band? Who's not in the band? Student leadership, blah, blah, blah. That's all comparing. Listen. Don't worry about that. Worry about you. What's God doing in your life? How do you measure how you are doing in your own life? You and your life. And this is what God said. I'm going to give my people in Israel, because they were all messing up, I'm going to give my people in Israel a really easy way to figure this out. This is what I'm going to give them, a plumb line. And you might think, well, what's a plumb line? So if you're taking notes, you're going to learn something incredible. Back then, when they built stuff, they would use a plumb line. It was kind of like a, 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 a little rock attached to a string, and, and they'd use this thing to measure and make sure everything was level. Now, you guys might have seen, you know, your dad or mom, or maybe you've used some kind of a leveler. I wish we had one on stage. And it's like it has, it's a big, long thing, or maybe it's shorter, but it has a little kind of bead of liquid, and you got to line that little bead of liquid up in the thing to make sure everything's level. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Okay, so this is what God says. Listen, if you miss this, you're missing everything. This is what God said to, to this prophet Amos. This is what he said. I'm going to give you a way to measure how you're doing. Because, you know, everyone wants to compare and everyone wants to measure and see. So I'm going to give you the way that you want to compare. I'm going to give you a way to compare in a healthy way, not in a crazy, psychotic way that's going to drive you all nuts, in a healthy, loving, godly way. In a way, and this is important because if you haven't written this down yet, then this is your chance to write it down. Hey, boys in the back, if you haven't written this down yet, here's your chance to write it down. Because 
This is going to give you the chance to do three things. It's going to give you the chance to look at Jesus. Because that's our example. We got to look at Jesus. See what he's doing, what he's about. Secondly, we got to see what God is doing in our life. You and your life. Not someone else's life. Don't be too worried about that just yet. Figure out what God is doing in your life. And then... See what God's doing in the people around you. What is God doing in my family? What's God doing in my friends group? What's God doing in my life group? Hey, Tyler, you think God's doing big things in your life group? Because you have an incredible life group. Hey, uh, uh, Alexis, you think God's doing big things in your life group? Of course he is, because God's doing big things in your life group. It's incredible. Eighth graders, they're all beautiful and amazing. So here's the thing. Listen, who is Jesus? What is he about? Two, what is God doing in my life? And three, what is God doing in the life of the people around me, my life group, my family, my friends? Because here's the thing. This is what God said. I'm going to give you a way to measure and compare in a healthy way. And this is what I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you this plumb line, this measuring, and this is what you're comparing or measuring against. You're going to compare or measure against God. That's what he's going to give you. That's what he gave to Amos. Hey, everybody, instead of comparing to each other, because no one's got, none of you guys got it figured out. Listen, I'm an adult. I don't even have it figured out all the way yet. I'm still learning stuff. Dude, today, this is crazy. Today, I'm going to find out what, like, gender my soon-to-be baby is. It's going to be here. I'm going to find After church day, I'm going to find out. You don't need to clap. It's exciting, though. I'm going to find out, and I'm going to post it online, and it's going to be incredible. I can find that. And listen, do you think I know anything about raising a kid? No, seriously. Do you think I, and I give your parents advice all the time, but be real. Do I know anything like, I'm talking to Britt, and I'm like, I'm like, babe, I'm like, this is going to be so great. Me and you sitting here watching football someday, baby's just sleeping. And she's just looking at me, and she's like, that baby's not going to be sleeping. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, the baby wakes up and, like, just freaks out every two hours for no reason. I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, yeah, that's real. And I'm like, what? Wait, hold on. And so, listen, I'm still learning stuff. Nobody has all the information, okay? And you, because you're young, are an easy target to fall into this. Listen. Look, look, listen, listen, okay? Listen, because you're young, you are an easy target to fall into this because you'll look in your classrooms, your schools, and you'll be like, man, look at what they have and look at, and I want and I wish I had. And listen, you will fall into it unless you know what you're really measuring yourself against, and that's God. You look at Jesus, look at God, and say, God, what are you about? What are you doing? What are you, and listen, and, and you, if you're like, and I'm going to invite the band back up because we got to get out of here soon. So listen, I'm going to invite the band back up. So band, come on up here. Okay, so here's the thing. If you are like me as a student and you're thinking, well, you know, I know the kind of student I want to be. Listen, listen, I want to be a student that's loving. Do you guys want to be loving students to other people? Like loving, not me, not hateful. You want to be loving to other people? Can I get a nod? Can I get any recognition? Yeah, I want to be loving. Okay, what about, I want to be I want to be peaceful to people. Maybe someone's mean to me, and instead of lashing back and being mean back to them, I want to be peaceful, and I want to figure things out in a peaceful way. Do you guys want to be peaceful people? Maybe, okay, maybe kind. You want to be kind to people you don't know. Maybe, you know, we're doing this food thing. You guys should bring canned food back next week so we can give it to these people who need it in Mexico. And you're like, you know what? I want to be kind to people who don't have. Do you guys want to be kind people? All right, well, here's the best thing. That's only like three of them. Here's the best thing. Those are the things, listen, those are the things that Jesus is. He, uh, he is those things. So when you're thinking, who do I want to be and how do I want to balance myself? What, you can look at Jesus, and that's who you want to be like. So when you're thinking, well, you know, hold on here. You know, my friend got this position on the football team, and this other guy has these grades, and, and all you're doing is comparing yourself to other people. Listen, God's saying, 
don't worry about other people. Don't worry about other people. Worry about me because I love you. I made you just the way you are. You are the best you that you can possibly be. Focus on Jesus, what God's doing in your life, and what God's doing in other people's lives. And don't worry about comparing. It just, it just leads to more comparing. It's not a good thing. So here's, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to pray, and I'm going to kick it to Jason. And then when we leave, we're all going to go, and we're going to do something next. I'm going to get back on stage and announce what we're doing next, and we're going to go do a thing real quick. It's going to be awesome. So let me pray. Leave your Bibles where they are. The prayer walls are open like they always are. And Jason's going to lead us in a song. It's going to be a wonderful time together of worship before we go. So, hold on. Stay where you are. Don't put stuff back. Don't move around. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for these students. Thank you for the care you have for each one of them. Thank you for what we're going to worship in together. We pray all this in your name. Amen. Amen. Jay, you ready for this? Oh, yeah. Take it away, my brother. So once again in this time, you guys, try not to talk. Just spend these moments thinking about what Justin shared. If you need to pray with someone, there's a leader in the back. There's also the prayer wall. And you can also just sing with us. This song is called Beautiful Things, and it talks about how in Scripture it says that